Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! here with you on a Friday morning. Glad you have joined us here on supertalk.fm for our final three Ps of the 2020 football season. And what a... I mean, we don't know that, Brian. I guess you're right. In fact, I would dare say that it is not the final. Yeah, you're probably correct. Uh, the 2020 regular season. <laughs> And as my friend Craig Carter would say, what a long, strange trip it has been. I want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate everybody listening, especially our great service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Smooth Ice Cream. The familiar aroma of blueberry cobbler coffee is wafting through the Super Talk studios right now. Joel T. has been by our sponsor on way en route here. Courtesy and of John. Thank you, John. John hooked us up again for a little Merry Christmas uh, here. <laughs> and, and we'll be enjoying that throughout the month of December as well. Yes, indeed. Very, very much appreciate it. Uh, and you should be doing the same for the people in your life. You know, hit them up with a gift card or go to the Strange Brew website and, and get some Strange Brew coffee shipped right to your house in time for Christmas Day. You know you want to have it. You know you need to get up in the morning and get that boost. Strange Brew can provide that for you. Get that done today. College Corner, there's still time to get that maroon and white merchandise to wrap to deck the halls in maroon and white this holiday season with College Corner. So swing by one of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. And get the Bulldog fans in your life the logo wear, the hat, the, 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 the item that they want to have to show off their Bulldog fandom. Call them today. Swing by there. Look online and get the job done. Deck the halls in maroon and white. With College Corner. Advantage Business Systems is counting down the days to the end of 2020 just like you are because 2021, they want to help you make it the best year ever for your business. Get in touch with them right now and find out how you can upgrade your business technology to make sure that profits are at a maximum throughout 2021. 2021 is going to be a big bounce back year for you and your business. Advantage Business Systems has the solutions to make sure that that happens for you. Call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Joel, we've been doing uh, three Ps now on this show. for uh, This is our third football season together. I had, uh, if, I'm, if I'm correct, I had seven before that. With uh with Bob Carscadden and I don't ever remember, as we said before the show started, a three piece about a game that means less. It than this one. it literally does not matter. I mean, I say that it matters to some. I mean, people want to win the game. I understand that. It, it, it matters to the players. It matters to the players. I mean, the fans want to win, but in the grand picture of everything, if State wins, what does it accomplish? I mean, is there a humongous difference between two and eight, three and seven? No. Uh, you're going to a bowl either way, probably. Um, in the grand scheme of what a win means versus what a loss means, there's very little difference. Um, what I will say, though, is that 
I don't know about deserve. I don't know if deserve is the, the right word to say it. But mm-hmm. with the progress that Mississippi State showed at Georgia and at Ole Miss, and they had a bump in the road against Auburn where they kind of looked like the selves that were struggling before those two games. Mm-hmm. Before Auburn, this team really showed enough improvement that just as somebody that kind of, you know, root for people to have success, by and large, you would have liked to have seen them get some positive reinforcement for their improvement. Right. So, to me, that's what's on the line here. It's one last regular season chance to show that the progress that we saw at Georgia and Ole Miss is the progress that you can go into the offseason on hoping that 2021 brings better days. You get that chance for positive reinforcement. And if you come out and you lay an egg and you look like trash against Missouri, too, all of a sudden you get in the mindset where you think, well, you move the football a little against Ole Miss because Ole Miss's defense sucked. And you move the football against Georgia, that was just a total fluke because it just kind of stood out. And the rest of these struggles is who you really were. So it's a chance to prove that there is actual improvement, if that makes sense, and go into the offseason or the bowl game, as the case probably will be, with some positive reinforcement and momentum. I, I, I think it is key for this team to try and get back in the mindset to where, hey, we are on an upward trajectory. I agree with everything you said. You know, they, they need it. You know, We talked about that a lot last week, that you know, you, when you have results and you can see improvement, that's great, but eventually you want to have that breakthrough. Can they have it this week against Missouri? It's I feel it's a tougher task than it was a week ago. Missouri's offense is good. They can score points. Now, defensively, Missouri is not great, but Mississippi State has not been great offensively yeah. all season and long. And Auburn has not been great defensively, and they look like the, they had the, the plan, 85 yeah. Bears or whatever out yeah. there. against. There's a lot of mythology about the 85 Bears, I hear. Uh so with, with this game, you know, I think it's going to be a tough task for Mississippi State. You know, when you look at Missouri, this is a team of players that, you know, Missouri is the team that, like, even diehard SEC fans, people who watch a lot of college football, you just don't know a lot about them. They didn't play – what was their marquee game this year? What was the game you were like, man, Missouri and this team, I can't wait to watch that. There wasn't one, right? They played in some good games. The game against LSU, thrilling game. The game against Arkansas, thrilling game, and I but, watched But when Missouri more. beat LSU, it wasn't, oh, my gosh, Missouri's good. It was, it was oh, my, oh gosh, my gosh, LSU State. Because they had lost a state yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> that was when it kind of became apparent that LSU was really not LSU anymore. I like Connor Bazelak. Good quarterback, very efficient with the football, 69% completion percentage. No, you're nice. not going to do it? I, I'll hit you with it. Nice. Okay, it was a little late. That's not really my gimmick. But. I, know, I know, but Brett's not here. Um, but not a lot of touchdowns. Only five touchdown passes on the season to three interceptions. That's a For a starting quarterback in the in, in SEC football to only throw five touchdowns is weird. There's no other way to put it. Um, this is a team that's they, they run the football first and foremost, and that's what Larry Roundtree provides them. Uh, really good running back, uh, a guy that sort of. It seems like the SEC East every year has a running back either at Kentucky, Missouri, or Vanderbilt. That's really really good, and they just fly under the radar because of where they are. You know, Benny Snell was that, but then he he sort of forced his way onto the, the stage. Keyshawn Vaughn was that for a couple of years at Vandy. So was Ralph Webb. Larry Roundtree rushed for twelve hundred yards as a senior or as a sophomore. Uh, he rushed for, I think, 900 last year, and now this year he's, he's at 851 with 12 touchdowns. Really good player. Uh, the second leading rusher, Tyler Beatty, uh, 47 carries for 231 yards. He's also one of their uh, leading receivers as well, uh, averaging 12. I mean, this is a running back averaging 13 yards a catch. That's a pretty impressive stat uh, for the season. Leach might want to 
see if he can work out a deal. Just watch some. Let me just watch some of their concepts and see if you can bring that to the uh, the playbook. Um, Basilek not a threat with his legs at all. Obviously, I feel like this is a team that we need to to dive into to explain about them more than any other team we've talked about this year. State fans, by the way, they know what Alabama has and Auburn has and Ole Miss has. They don't know anything about Missouri. Well, State and Missouri, I don't. State and Missouri play each other so infrequently. Yeah. it almost feels like a non-conference game. It does. It does. State will play North Carolina State, assuming that that the makeup. Well, let's let's go another way. State plays. Uh, well, I'll say this: If State had played NC State this year in yeah. that regularly scheduled game, mm-hmm. of course they're playing next year too. They would have played NC State as much in two since, years since Missouri had been in the SEC as they'd played Missouri. Missouri, yeah, and they won't play Missouri again until what, like twenty twenty seven, something like that. They got to change that. That's 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 a story for another day, though. But this is a you know a good efficient offensive team. Eli Drinkwitz is such an interesting character in that. Actually, they would have played them more because they played NC State in the bowl game, right? When? Uh, oh, the belt bowl. The belt bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they would have played NC State three times. And yeah. This is only the second time they've met Missouri. You're right. If if, if they had played, happened, yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. as it is, it's going to be tied. Yeah. For next year. <laughs> um. Missouri. Eli Drinkwitz. That was a guy that uh, I really lost my train of thought there. That was a guy that, you know, coming into the season, nobody really knew anything about the guy. One year at App State, you thought, well, he's he's sort of riding off of somebody else's coattails. I think he's shown this year he's a good coach. And a, a guy that I think, I don't know that Missouri can challenge Georgia and Florida, but I think they can become, a, they can become sort of what Auburn is, a consistent eight-win team, which is bad for Auburn, but good for Missouri. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. Like I said, I, I like their young talent. Now, defensively, they're very interesting. I'm going to we're going to play a guessing game, and the number is between one and a hundred. How many interceptions on the season does the Missouri t- Tigers defense have? Between one and a hundred. No, no, no. Just throw a number out there. Seven. They have two. Oh. They only have two, and one of the guys who is has an interception, Jarvis Ware. Not expected to play this weekend. One interception is available to the Missouri Tigers. That's weird. That's a weird stat. It feels like you would at least have one pass just get deflected up in the air and you yeah. pick it off. Um, and that's good news for Mississippi State and Will Rogers, who you know who doesn't throw a ton of interceptions. Doesn't throw a ton of interceptions, but threw a couple last week. But this is not a secondary that, for whatever reason, challenges you uh, to 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 you know. Some of that I never really know how much stock to put in it though because yeah. Turnovers are so yeah. sometimes. Sometimes it's fluky, you know. Certain turnovers are something you can't game plan for, but at the same at the same time, sometimes you have guys that you know are ball hawks. You know, yeah. It, go, I mean, we got to go ways back, but like nineteen ninety nine, you knew Smoot and Bean; those guys could pick the passes yeah. off. Because I go back Cooper to two. Break, like break that, that uh, twenty eighteen Mississippi State defense. It was so good. Shoop every week. They they every week. We don't get enough turnovers. Yeah. They just they, they just won the war of attrition basically. They're just like we're not you can't. They were like Gandalf, you shall not pass. But yeah, they didn't take it away a whole ton. You're right. Uh, 18 sacks in the season for this Missouri defense, so they're averaging you know right at two sacks a game. Um, they're solid. There's no star, there's no real star. There's not a, a guy on this this defense that you just look at and go okay. I mean Nick Bolton's their leading tackler. He's a really good linebacker. Don't get me wrong, but you know there's not a guy. This isn't a, a team that's loaded with draft picks or anything like that. They're just, they're just a good defense. It's just a good team. They're solid up and down. You know, they're five and four in the season. They could probably have easily, you know, lost a couple here or there. They could have maybe won an extra one here or there. 
They're just a solid football team. I, you know, they're and they're fun to watch. If you like watching, you know, some it feels like innovative offense is sort of a misnomer nowadays because everybody is sort of doing the same thing. But they do some some things offensively that are fun to watch. If you had to find an East equivalent for every West school, okay, is Missouri, Mississippi State. It's either Missouri or Kentucky, one of the two. You know, there's not the thing is there's not really one for Vanderbilt because yeah. even as bad as Arkansas is, you know that Arkansas has the potential to come off the mat and be yeah. good. Vanderbilt does not. So I think honestly, Kentucky might be the better example. I think for state, Missouri might be Ole Miss. And there's just not a Vandy. There's just not a Vandy. Va- Arkansas and South Carolina are sort of each other's right now. Although I mean, maybe Arkansas and Missouri is better because Arkansas and Missouri they both have no uh, in-state rival. Yeah. They both have Big Twelve or Southwest Conference roots. Yeah. Um. That might be the better. Yeah. So Arkansas, Missouri, Ole Miss, make, South Carolina. Ole Miss could be South Carolina. Sure. Sure. Why not? I don't know why we're playing this game. I, it just as you were talking about Still that and, and looking at Missouri's records and things, yeah. it just kind of they're kind of Mississippi Stateish. They're kind of up, been up and down. They've had some really good seasons and they've had some they had not two so great good seasons. seasons. Upon you know their first year in the conference, they were terrible, and then immediately they were in the SEC championship game two years ago. I don't think people realize or people have forgotten through the years that if Missouri had beaten Auburn in the SEC title game, they would have played for a national title <laughs> against Florida State. I mean that would have happened. So. Uh, Let's talk about Mississippi State, though. I'm at the point now where I think what happened against Georgia was the outlier. Because the Ole Miss defense is so bad, you you, you underachieved only getting 24 points on them. Yeah, that's why I think this weekend's the tipping point to tell you. Okay, then. So what, what, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that does not make for good policy. No, I... I for two weeks there, I was convinced that Will Rogers was indeed making better decisions and better throws, and the offensive line was playing better. Um, that For two weeks in a row, they looked like that. And I, I get it. One of those two was Ole Miss and their wretched defense. I understand that. Um, and then last week, they took a, a major step back. Uh, I, I guess I lean towards being meatloaf and two out of three ain't bad, and, and two out of three... I, I tend to lean towards state is improving. Um, I mean, it only stands to reason that the more Will Rogers and and Wally and uh, the offensive line and the more they got those guys run out there, it only stands to reason that they would get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. So, I lean towards state had actual improvement, and along the pathway of of youth, you're still going to hit a pothole every now and then. And last week was just a pothole. And so that's where I'm at. But to prove that, they're going to have to come out this week and be more of the Georgia Ole Miss Mississippi State team and not what we saw last week. Because, again, if they come out and look like they did a week ago, then what you said is correct. Yeah. That Georgia was simply an outlier, Ole Miss just has a bad defense, and Mississippi State can't get anything going offensively most any week. But if they come out against Missouri and do it, that's three out of four weeks – it's an obvious upward trend. So I lean towards I think they'll do that. Um, but, hey, how often are you and I wrong? Just about every week. <laughs> not, so. You're not far off on that. Um, yeah, 
against it's just about being patient again, isn't it? It's about, you know, you can't force the things that they did last week. They just and, and then when you get opportunities, you've got to take advantage. Well, I mean, State Tulu Griffin wide open. Well, the key here, State can't have a game against Missouri like they did against Auburn, where yeah. it's third and seven and third and eight and third and nine. Like it, it, I felt like it was third and long all night. State was, I think, four of 16 on third down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you when you have an offense that has struggled to move the football like Mississippi State has, to go all coach speak on you, you've got to stay on schedule. Yes. I mean, you, you cannot be caught in third and five plus all the time. It, it's going to have to be third and three. Uh, and then you're going to have to convert it. But uh, I don't know, man. State just – they were – I felt like all night long against Auburn, they were shooting themselves in the foot on first down and second down. And this is not an offense, as we've seen, that you can count on uh, to get humongous chunk of yardages. Because even when Will is completing a ton of passes, a lot of them those short throws. You're getting four and five yards and – that to me is key. They're they're gonna have to, you know, on first down, get three or four yards, uh, not have uh, false start penalties to to push you back, make it first and fifteen kind of thing. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I think that's one of the major things to watch on if State can be a good offensive team in this game is is it second and nine or is it second and six? Yeah, and that's such a huge difference, such a huge thing. Um, Defensively for Mississippi State, I think the game plan should be the same as it was a week ago. Try to slow down Larry Roundtree and make like stay in the pocket and beat you. I think if you can do that, you have a great chance to win. Um, because, you know, or at least as good a chance as you've had in all of these games all year. State's had chances to win in basically, what, five, six games this year because the defense has just kept them in it. Yeah. And. I don't know, man. To... Zach Arnett, he's just gonna—he's gonna be lackadaisical about this one because he's already got that extension signed. He's done. He's, yeah, he's done. If there was ever a man that ain't gonna be lackadaisical, I'm pretty sure it's Zach Arnett. I don't. I, I don't think he like... knows. I, I think he's sort of like me in that he doesn't know how to spell it, but I don't think it's because of his intelligence. <laughs> he just doesn't worry with that word. Yeah, I, I tell you what, man. I feel like we hadn't got to know some of these guys as well as we would in a non-pandemic because we basically only talked to them over a computer screen, but what I know of Zach Arnett is, man, that, I don't know if that dude sleeps. He is just a competitor. So, if anything, he'll probably be motivated now to, to prove he's worth whatever he signed for. Yeah, I agree with you. I think State will be able to slow down this offense a good bit because they've done it to everybody this year for the most part. And, you know, they'll have opportunities, but it's the, the question becomes, you know, can they take advantage of those opportunities? You know, a week ago, Jaquarius Spivey drops a big pass. Tulu Griffin's wide open and you overthrow him. Uh, Malik Heath, that ball was there for him, and he pulls a, ham, pulls a hammy trying to grab it. When those opportunities are there, you got to get them. So, uh, no update on Malik Heath, by the way. He, he, uh, I don't think, was there? No, and I guess some of that's on us. We haven't asked. I'll say we. I wasn't in the press conference. I would have asked. <laughs> yeah. I asked about Marquis Spencer. I thought his injury his injury is was is probably the more important yeah. prevalent one of, of the his, two. His bulldog career uh, it's probably come to an end. I wouldn't imagine he'd probably even be back for a bowl game. But yeah. but we'll anyway, see. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, he I like. Mean, I, I, but I kinda, don't be lumping me in with the rest <laughs> of you lazy well, balls. <laughs> what I was about to say is like Spencer's one of those deals where as a coach, Leach doesn't like talking about injuries, but you got to talk about that one. 
when when the guy's carted off with yeah. his neck immobilized. I mean, there's no, yeah. oh, we're okay. I, and he knew that. He, yeah, he and he did. Question. He did address it, and he's addressed it again since. Heath with the hamstring, which I'm just guessing because that's what it looked like, uh, that's probably one where he said, oh, we're, we're healthy as horses or something like that. You could see Leach kind of brushing that one aside. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, he's never addressed K.J. Costello being hurt. No, you're right. You're right. But he was. He was. He, he is. <laughs> he is hurt. So, All right, let's uh, move on into our playmakers for this week. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Have yourself a meaty little Christmas this year with Welcome Home Beef. Call them today. You can get a whole prime rib or a whole beef tenderloin on the Christmas table today, and that's the gift. Uh, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year round. And, of course, so, so does a Welcome Home Beef gift card available for purchase right now. So call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Whether you're buying a big piece of meat, buying yourself a couple of steaks just to cook this weekend, or whether you're buying some of the, you know, they got the food truck, they got the, the ready meals ready to cook right now. Pie. They got pie. <laughs> I love pie. They got it all at Welcome Home Beef. And one thing's for sure about everything they've got in there. It just tastes good. All right. Joel T., last offensive playmaker of the regular season. Yeah, the regular season. Uh, Who you got? I'm going to stick with Jaden Wally, playmaker. Fair. Three straight 100-yard-plus games. The first Mississippi State receiver over 500 yards since 2016. Uh, man has just been a beast the last three or four weeks. And I don't see it slowing down this week. Uh, let's make it four straight 100-plus yard receiving uh, games for Jaden Wally. Jaden Wally, Joel's offensive playmaker. Okay, then. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with you on this one. Now, I went Heath last week, and it didn't work out. But Wally has just become the matchup problem. He can get open. For whatever he's doing, he is getting open. So a really good year for him. 400, I'm sorry, 430 catches. 43 catches for 562 yards. He's the second leading receiver on the team in terms of catches. Jaquavius Marks has 53. You want to guess his yardage? <laughs> it's not much. I know. Uh, for the season, his yeah. total yardage, yeah. like catching, yeah. receiving yards. Yeah. On 53 uh, catches. 70 yards. No, come on. <laughs> no, it's 130. Well, you're still low. It's 214. Oh, okay. It's averaging four yards a catch, which is great considering he's only averaging 3.6 a carry. So, yeah. gosh, the running backs in this offense. State as a team. Is that correct? Wow. I mean, I knew it was going to be different, Joel. I knew that it would be, but I don't know that I would have believed you if you had told me going into the final week of the season, State would have rushed for 209 yards this year. That's their season total? Yeah. As a team? As a team, yeah. Man. That is incredible when you look at it. Wow. Really something. Um I'm shook now. I'm With, like, without looking at Mike Leach's career, I would dare say that has to be his lowest. It's got to be the lowest. Without looking, yeah. There's no way it's not. Um, but I'll stick with Wally. I, I agree that he's become a, a, a big-time playmaker for Mississippi State, a guy that you, I feel like you can rely on at this point. You even No matter what happens in this game uh, Saturday, I expect Jaden Wally to put up big numbers. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, defensively, I think it's, again, a, a, a situation where they've got to stop the run. So let's look for somebody up front. Last home game for Kobe Jones. Okay. I'm going to go with with a guy who's become sort of the team leader 
uh, who will play in his final game uh, here at Davis Wade Stadium. To my knowledge, no, it's not even to my knowledge. I know it. Uh, has never missed a game for any kind of suspension due to any sort of outside investigations into any programs. Neither he nor any other player from Mississippi State ever missed a game because of a suspension or because of their involvement in any kind of investigations. I know what some sources had to say about that particular situation, but, well, Mama was wrong again. Those sources were incorrect, as they tend to be a lot of the time when it comes to dealing with this kind of stuff. I think Kobe Jones closes out his Bulldog career and stuff. Let's let's get him a sack this weekend. I'm gonna take Kobe Jones to be my uh, my defensive player. We gotta get Kobe a new nickname because I've seen the football account. The mayor it doesn't work. That, that's taken. Yeah, that's taken. Yeah. I don't know what we're going with the councilman. I don't know what we're doing here. The sheriff. <laughs> I'm okay with that. The sheriff of Octobre Hall County. I'm good with that. All right. Who who do you have as your defensive playmaker though? A guy that has quickly become one of my favorite guys to talk to on this team, mm-hmm. to listen to talk, uh, just a lot of excitement in his voice when he talks, gives you some good insight, and man, 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 he can fly to the football too. I've been really impressed this year with Aaron Brule. He's a superstar. Yes, and I'm going to stick with him and and say that he continues on that superstar trajectory. Big game against Missouri. I think this is my same two that I picked last week, but mm-hmm. picking them again. You can't go wrong. Uh, who do you got for your uh, your X factor? Ah, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I didn't didn't think that far ahead as we did this show. Um, I don't really know where to where to turn here outside of uh, of somebody offensively because somebody's gonna. Somebody other than Jaden Wally is going to have to step up and do something offensively. No doubt. And I'll just be vague here and say a running back. Okay. Whether it's Marks, whether it's, you know, Witherspoon, Johnson, whoever, I, I think State's going to need a big game from one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's got to help Jaden Wally. It just seems like lately the offense is Will Rogers, Jaden Wally. Yeah. You've got to put a third guy somewhere in there. Give me and, a name then. Come on now. Well, I, I can't go Marks because I haven't seen anything to make me think it'll be Marks. So I'll say I'll say Dylan Johnson. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go defensively though. Okay. I think State needs to State needs to get in the forcing turnovers business. Didn't force one against Auburn, didn't force one against uh Ole Miss, didn't force one against Georgia. Got to force a turnover. You know that's what won the Vanderbilt game for him was forcing five turnovers. Got to do it again. So let's look into the secondary. Emmanuel Forbes leads this team with two interceptions. Let's see if he can get a third one this year. I think he'll be an, an all all uh, SEC freshman, uh, regardless. But I think if he can get one here. That would really lock that up. Really good player. Another guy whose future I'm excited to watch. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes is going to be my X factor in this one. What do you got for the uh, the, the finish, Joel? I told you earlier that I lean towards state going back to showing that offensive improvement again. Mm-hmm. And, and we've already seen that state defensively, you can about count on them to to put up a performance that's going to be good enough to win a football game. Mm-hmm. So I guess when you throw all that in a pot and you mix it together and you sprinkle in a little bit of sunshine, rainbows, Joel T. optimism, I think state wins this one. And, 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 and heads into what I expect to be a bowl game. I mean, that hadn't been confirmed, but based on the numbers, it sure looks like state's going to, assuming the players want to play one, and they have enough, they'll they'll do it. But so yeah, I think State wins this one. Uh, you know they're not gonna 
not going to run the score up or anything, I don't think. But uh, we'll say Mississippi State. How about 28-21? That would be a good win for Mississippi 28-21 Mississippi State. I got to be honest, last weekend broke me. I'm I'm not going to pick a win here. Um, I just feel like State – I feel like, like I said, I think the Georgia game was an outlier. And I I don't trust the team to to do much offensively, even against the Missouri defense. It's not that good. Um, I think it'll be a very similar situation that we've seen before. The defense will play more than well enough to win, but the offense won't be able to take advantage of anything. Uh, Give it to me, 28-17 Missouri to get the win at Davis Wade Stadium on Saturday. All right, next week, obviously Sunday, we'll uh, we'll do our final uh, what's true of the regular season. Uh, then we got some basketball Monday night to talk about, and then we, you know, we'll see where State's headed for a bowl game, if at all, which it appears it's going to be. Still recruiting news to talk about. And then uh, next week being Christmas week, let's go ahead and give you a programming alert. Note, well, you know, I don't really want to record on Christmas Eve is what I'm trying to get at. I think, I think Super Talk is off that day, so there's not even a Sports Talk Mississippi that day. We'll think about it. Maybe Santa can deliver some energy to us at that point. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you you are the uh, engineer of this train, and yeah. or conductor. I don't the know. Conductor. Yes. I'm the conductor, and I'm just the. You're the engine. Oh, I appreciate that. You drive us. I don't know about that, but I appreciate the praise. Well, you can't be the caboose, so you know. <laughs> it's true. So you're the locomotive. There you go. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know. All right. Guys, have a great weekend. If you're coming to Starkville, be sure to shop local and see some of your local sponsors. Don't forget the uh, MSU Mississippi Peanut Supply Tailgate Show available on WKBB-FM 100.9 up here in the Golden Triangle. Starts at 11.30, one hour. Interviews with uh, Peter Ball, which you can also hear on the uh, podcast feed from The Athletic, and Coach Matt Brock, MSU outside linebackers coach and special teams coordinator. I thought that was a really good interview, so you might want to tune in and and, and listen to that. Have a great one, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.